0: Welcome to Women Over 70 Aging Reimagined and dedicated to silencing the chatter about what women should and shouldn't be doing as they age. Here to bring you stories about women in their 70s, 80s, and 90s, women who are leading inspiring lives that make a difference to themselves and others are Katherine Marino and Gail Zelitsky.
1: Hello, I'm Catherine, and I'm Gail and we are delighted to welcome you to today's episode of Women Over 70 Aging Reimagined. Our signature is featuring women in their 70s, 80s and 90s who lead lives that illustrate inspiring ways to learn, contribute and make a difference as we age. The 30-minute conversation with our guest We'll focus on several themes that we've agreed upon in advance.
0: And we're especially honored to engage in conversation with Gerda Meyer Bernstein, age 97. Gerda is an activist artist based in Chicago who has been exhibiting her art for over six decades in the United States, seven, and abro- decades. seven decades, thank you, and abroad. Gerda's lifelong commitment to social activism began when she was forced to flee Germany as a teenager in 1939, and suffered loss of beloved family members, homeland, and freedom. Themes of disruption, loss, mortality, and violence are prominent in Goethe's work. Her style of installation art seeks to expose the many forms of man's inhumanity to man, yet Goethe remains optimistic. We give special thanks to Ronnie Buckley, episode number nine, for introducing us to this remarkable woman. And thank you, Gerda, for welcoming us into your home today, and welcome to Women Over 70. My pleasure. So let's begin with uh, having you talk about some of the early life experiences that shaped your lifelong commitment to social activism. I have to go way back. I started
2: being interested in doing political things when I was 14 Mm -hmm. in Germany. And I trained to be in the kibbutz, where I wanted to go to Israel. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And uh, I took classes at night for training for that. And then the English invoked the white paper, Mm -hmm. where no more Jews could go to Israel. Mm -hmm. And we were fortunate enough, through my stepmother, to. Find someone in Chicago hmm. who would sponsor us. You had to be sponsored. Was this a relative or a, an organization
0: that sponsored you?
2: No, individuals. They individual. have
0: to mm-hmm.
2: go through the yes. whole dance. Yes, the whole dance. Yes.
1: And what did that mean then to get sponsored and come here? So you, you, how, did you get, arrived- how did you leave Germany?
2: Well first of all I went on a children's transport mm-hmm. the last one that left germany that was called kinder transport yeah and children's transport uh-huh and uh, as a matter of fact they um i guess felt s- still guilty about what they did they offered some money for the people that were on the last children's oh, transport really? Oh. I got like $2,700. Oh,
1: my. <laughs> and was great and for your start in, in the United States. At least you had some money in just, your pocket. Just now, recently. No, oh, yes, just yeah. Recently. Just, yeah. recently. Just, oh, they
2: announced oh, right, on the radio, right. you know. Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: Wow.
2: So I was one of those people. Now I lived in London for a year and a half before becoming to America. And I was almost shipped to Australia. They mm-hmm. shipped all the children at that point when it looked very, beginning to look dangerous in London
3: mm-hmm.
2: to Australia. And in the last minute, a cousin who was a, um, a nanny for children here, already had been in America, loaned us the $150. Mm-hmm. They cost to come here,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, and I was sick the whole time because I was in steerage and the deepest, oh, wow. you know. And when we saw the Statue of Liberty in the morning, we all cried. I
0: can only imagine.
2: And I still get kind of you know when I think about it. Mm-hmm. And then I was put onto Ellis Island for a little while, only for a day, until the interpreter, nobody was there to pick me up. My parents were in Chicago, Mm. and they couldn't Mm. come. And they wouldn't, because I was only 17, Mm -hmm. they wouldn't let me off the ship unless I had a sponsor. And the interpreter on the ship had taken a liking to me and he called a friend Mm
3: -hmm. and
2: got me off. You were lucky. I've been very lucky. And I've also, you know, I'm a gambler. I gamble one thing. (laughs) And I win a lot and I lose some. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm above all an optimist. The kind of work I do, my son says, "Mom, it's all so sad." Mm-hmm. But it's really not sad. It's to me, it's doing something about a humanity that mm-hmm. has happened, mm-hmm. and is happening, it,
0: and continues. all over mm-hmm. the
2: world, mm-hmm. in all countries.
0: Yes, you know, Gail and I were privileged to to attend your open open hour, your show. Yeah. Open. Uh, just earlier this month, which is November of 2019, and so we we were able to see some of those remarkable installation art that you've produced over the years. Um, and could you t- t- tell us a little bit about some of that art work that represents the um, the disruption, the mortality, the uh, okay war? I've done work um, way back on Nelson Mandela.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And I've done um, work on a female Vietnam
0: oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that I felt women
1: contributed.
0: Oh, I didn't know. Okay.
1: And I've done... Excuse me, when you say you've done work on Nelson Mandela and the female Vietnamese, what, what does that mean, work on? Well, I did an installation to honor
2: them. It's the homage to Nelson Mandela. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And uh, I'm a strong feminist, so I just wanted to do feel that women were involved, not just soldiers, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in the Vietnam. And I've done um, a piece called The Agreement, which is about the Palestinians and the mm-hmm. Israeli. and they have uh, each articles about them on a, on one side of the womb and the another, and then eventually in the middle, I constructed a blank. <laughs> A construction that would a uh, Jews get married under. Oh
0: yes, uh-huh.
2: I forgot. Ahapa, A, chuppah. a, chuppah. Huh? a Yeah, I made one, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and uh, mm-hmm. and, and that was any... again. They they called the agreement. They finally got together and like a marriage. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Nice.
0: We also saw uh, in the uh, the work. Your work um, themes of domestic violence and and children female mutilation. Okay, things that really touch me
2: and upset me. You know when I right. see what's around me. There are all these different subjects. The latest one I've done is called "Abuse at the U.S. Border,"
3: mm-hmm. and it's
2: about children that I wrapped out of the parents' arms and damaged for life if they survived.
1: Yes. That's fairly recent. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just
2: finished it.
1: it. Will that be in your studio? It's
0: still in the studio. Yeah. Okay. You saw that. Yes, well. yeah, we, we did, did see it. Mm-hmm.
1: it. Yes,
0: And then you just mentioned that you're, you're working on another piece. Now, I'm just gonna start a pizan anti Antis, and okay. And how do you have a what's do you have a vision
2: for that that you
0: want to talk yeah. about? Talk about.
2: Well, like a, a kind of, I'm gonna make benches like in a synagogue, and then put prayer books on the benches,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and then in front have a big globe with markings every place where there is anti-Semitism. Mm -hmm. So, but my work is that I think about it. I don't make sketches. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: I don't make, I might make a few notes, but it all is in my head. (laughs) And uh, I want the piece to take over and take its Mm -hmm. own as I'm working on it. I feel and I want the viewer to also, you know, they're very strong emotional pieces, mm-hmm. and the viewer doesn't have to feel exactly the way I think about it, but I like them to think about mm-hmm. it, and you know, be aware of what's going on. Mainly because I'm an optimist, and I don't want it to be
0: repeated. You. you don't want it have to be repeated. As you're working on these pieces that have such a strong emotional drive to them, how do you manage your own emotional state? It's hard sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yet,
2: and I, I'm talking about some of it that, that I went through when the Gestapo came looking for my dad,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and we had put him on the roof. Oh my. And I cleaned the stairs so there shouldn't be any Oh
0: that's why you polish the stairs. I, I didn't get I okay. I get it. I get it. <laughs> and Finally. then you polish the
1: stairs so and he got he went from the wolf
2: he got went to the hospital where my stepmother was having surgery and he got out of going that day they took a big bunch of men on a train to Auschwitz. And he was in the hospital. So he, luckily he, he didn't, and, yeah. And so he survived yeah. and, and went to the United States. Yeah, but he stayed in Germany. I left by myself, oh. you know, on the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with a
1: thousand other kids. How so. many years later did they come? Pardon? How many years later did your father come? Yeah, they came before I came. I was still in
2: London, and they couldn't pick me up, but they picked up my brother in Holland
1: because mm-hmm. that was on the way. Oh, and that's how you—you you, you, someone sponsored you to to pay the money to get to Chicago. Yeah, yeah, wow. So, I was reading your—what do you call the book that you have that it? Tells about all the installations? Catalogs. Your catalog. I have a lot of catalogs. Well, I was reading the one you gave me when we came to your art show. And I've been showing it to a lot of people. And they, they are... They can't believe that someone could visualize these installations the way you do. And then construct them so that they have such meaning. And... And so it was, and it was very touching. Well, I'm glad you felt something. Absolutely, yes, very much, Thank so much.
0: Yeah, you, so you have said that I, that all of your work, your artwork, is political. Yes, it's, social awareness is so so political. Mm-hmm. And I, I've done on Ku Klux
2: Klan mm-hmm. a big piece where I wrote. Um, I bought came out sheets and hung them. I wrote on them, all the violations that, mm. that I could find, the Ku And then I hung stones with the hoods on. Mm-hmm. I painted them.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And in back of the stones are sayings like, no dogs, no Jews mm-hmm. allowed. Mm-hmm. And then there is the back of the piece of three doors You know, men, women. Mm -hmm. Mm. So, Mm -hmm. and then I wrote all the organizations of the Ku Klux Klan. I do a lot of research that I could find.
0: About how many organizations? Hundreds?
2: As much as I could find. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And then it was shown at Indiana University and um
0: the students really reacted to it very strongly mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and and do you do have you done a fair amount of that uh, going to universities or presenting yeah. your work I'm in, yeah and i like doing that yeah. with young people
2: and amazingly so many people stop by when and tell me that i've changed their way of thinking mm-hmm. and life you know mm-hmm. Which is really That's your purpose very glad mm-hmm.
1: of find. Yeah. How how do you construct these pieces? They're huge. Well, I have a helper. Okay. Have you have always,
2: always had a helper? Yeah. Did you well, have- I've done a lot of two dimensional work too. What is that like? Well you you didn't see it that night? It was A lot of it was on the wall when you came in. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, Yes. sure. And a lot of it was on the empty space where I'm going to do the new piece. Mm. We stacked it there, you know.
1: Right. Yes, I do remember a lot of the two-dimensional work and that you do
0: yourself. Yeah.
3: Mm -hmm. And
0: are you still doing two-dimensional? Some. I'm looking around your home. We're in our home in Old Town, a uh, wonderful neighborhood in Chicago, and I assume most of these are your pieces? You want know, my dad? No, no, no. This
2: is only my piece in this room, mm. the back mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's a sun print, printed by the sun. Oh, you have to do it in the basement and then run it out and... Put it in the sun and it prints <laughs> <laughs> it. How did you that. learn the technical part yeah. of what the work that you do? Well, as I said, I like the. I have the idea now about the anti-Semitism, which is a really hard piece to do. But when I uh, I start with the basics, and then I let it as I'm working
0: take over mm-hmm. you i also i think you went you studied at the art institute is that right and you yeah. have uh, two degrees from the arts but well, i went there for undergraduate but i didn't
2: graduate
3: then mm, okay
2: and then i applied for the masters and i got um a teaching assistant job for the masters oh and, when and that was a difficult thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I liked it, but and the professor was a major doer in the Art Institute. She and I became very close mm-hmm. friends, you know. Um, but I lived in Highland Park, and as a assist, teaching assistant, I had to open the doors every morning.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So I had to be four kids at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get to be downtown before 9 and find a parking place.
0: <laughs> so, how is it possible that you were able to, to manage having four children? I assume you had a husband at, and, and be going, working, and going to school. How, how did you manage all that? That's I know you just do, but how did. Do- <laughs> and uh, right
2: after that, at that time, then I also started a a female co-op gallery, and they're still in existence. It, there were many female, uh, f- uh, many co-op galleries, and they all went out of business. Mm. You know, like Adamisia and,
3: mm.
2: and name, and you know, whole.
0: And what is the name of the, the gallery?
2: Arc. Arc. And you know, I, I named it that because I wanted to be always be listed with the <laughs> eight mm-hmm. Artist Residence of Chicago.
1: Uh-huh, you're a born promoter. <laughs> <laughs> and and where is that located? It's on Chicago
2: Avenue now. In, I don't remember the number. In four Evanston something. or
1: in Chicago? Hmm? In, in Chicago?
2: Mm-hmm. It's still in existence. And I go to some of their openings, they had like a 30-year reunion.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Your ability to continue to do work like this is quite remarkable. And I'm sure our listeners would love to know a little bit more about what, what motivates you to keep doing work. Uh, I mean, I feel
2: it's a contribution to helping, it's purposeful, and in an optimistic way. Feel that by showing these things and people thinking about them, I'm making a statement that's really important.
1: It is. <laughs> I'm sending everybody I know to your studio. <laughs> Too. <laughs> they have to experience your work. And if they're lucky, they'll get to experience you
3: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> as well. We're hoping that this this uh, podcast episode will help others experience you because it's important that they listen to all you've been through and everything that you've accomplished and how at 97, you are continuing to think about what's the next piece and what's the next piece. I can't think of anything more motivating for our listeners
0: than to get to know you. Well, thank you. I was wondering, too, about you have many accomplishments. You have many awards internationally. I was
2: in an international show in mm-hmm. Luz, in Poland.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I've been in... Italy and Spain, mm-hmm. in Africa. Uh I forgot we have Germany, of course. Mm-hmm. I had one of my museum
0: shows. And what, what's evolved among all of your accomplishments? Does, is, does something stand out in particular for you that is especially meaningful? I have to think a minute. That's fine.
2: <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to say. The Kukak scan, I mean the racism. Mm. I was invited to do a show at the Spurtus Museum uh-huh. about the uh, problem of the Jews and the African American antagonism.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: And so I took a room and painted it half black and half white, Mm. representing the two races. Mm. And I took glass and broke it in pieces and painted it black and white and all these funny shapes on the floor. Mm -hmm. And then I took a searchlight and the, the black and white breaking on the floor mm. is the antagonism of. And then the flashlight showed the reflection of for these broken pieces, just all the same color, mm. like they merged and you mm. couldn't tell the difference. It mm. wasn't this separation.
3: Beautiful.
0: That is, seems to be a, a key theme in a lot of some of your work is that uniting. Acro- building yeah. the bridge, uniting across major yeah. differences. Differences. It's important.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I maybe I read this somewhere that um, you also had said that a major accomplishment was your four children and a happy marriage. Yeah, I was three months away from fifty
1: years.
0: For from your in your marriage. Yeah. Yeah. The love of your life. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's beautiful yes. we'd like to hear a little bit more about how you think about aging if you, if, you, if you think about it how do you experience it well I feel that
2: if anybody would have told me I would do things and enjoy lives in a wheelchair I wouldn't have believed them. Oh. Um, but I am enjoying life mm-hmm. still I mean, my daughter and I went to the most fabulous experience the other day. Uh, There is a a regular house was torn down by Aldo, a famous Japanese architect, and he made a museum out of it, Mm. and it's unbelievable how large and beautiful. And it's sponsored by some millionaire or mm. in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And the and the artwork of this artist, he died at 32. Mm. The New York Times said it's something you must see. Do you know, remember the name of it, of the museum? Yeah. I'll give all you de- the information. Okay, all de- it's only there until the fourteenth and you have to uh reserve, call oh, and reserve. Okay. Okay, that's good to
3: know. Great.
2: But it's really worth going It's so just Thank outstanding. You.
0: Thank you. <laughs> uh we are we need to draw this to a close. I'm um Regretfully. Regretfully, for sure. (laughs) We want to thank you so much, Gerda, for sharing your experience, your provocative perspectives, your optimism, uh, and your continuing to break the silence of all the injustices. So we thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: And listeners, we want to hear from you. Please share your thoughts on Facebook at Women Over 70. Ask questions, add to the conversation, tell us what topics you'd like to hear more about, and become an active participant in our community. Invite your friends, family, and colleagues to join in. Our goal is to create an intergenerational conversation. You can access our weekly Wednesday podcast at womenover70.com. And if you know a woman over 70 who would be a great guest, please recommend her to us on our website. See you next week on Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. If you like what you've heard today, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. In what ways are you shattering the myth that women over 70 are no longer relevant or visible? How are you celebrating aging? Join with us. Make your voice heard. Find us at womenover70.com.